149. What's up, Eric? What's up, Tyler? How are you, man? There's so much to talk about. Last time we had you on. Man, well, if I wanted nuts in my mouth, I'd go on the porn. Very, it's dark, it's sarcastic, it's... Have you ever stuck a light bulb in a potato with the toothpicks and the water? It doesn't work. How are these kids doing this? I knew you'd get mad. It's called blank or porn title. Don't don't try this at home is, is, is what we're saying. All right. <laughs> Tyler, was that we channel- opening part of the song? <laughs> no, I, I forgot to mute. And I was like, thank you, Tyler. <laughs> Team TNA I, podcast. I love the long pause after the theme. I was like, oh, God, do we already forget what we're doing? <laughs> no, I didn't know if the can opening was part of the song or not. I'm like, what's happening? No, I forgot um, to put it on mute. It's been a while, Eric. It, it's been a while, but we are back. We are better than ever. Tyler, I have something important that I need to bring up. All right. You and I are survivors <laughs> of a once in a lifetime event, the hurricane. Oh, my God. Yep. We made it out today, alive. We did it. Today is August 23rd. We had from August 16th till August 21st, 2023, Hurricane Hillary. Tyler, we survived a California hurricane. Amazing. First of its kind. Uh, n- no, no, it's not the first no? of its kind, but I have I have a few fun things about it because oh. this is a monumental thing that because it's an event because because it's team tna and we want to share you know we want to share not a lot of our listeners are in california surprisingly um locals don't like us um <laughs> we've been chased with uh pitchforks and and torches out of the castles before yep sanctuary <laughs> you have to say it right eric sanctuary <laughs> exactly like that but the rest of the world you all seem to like us. So so let's tell everyone, Tyler, what the hurricane was like. Um, before we do, I want to talk about the last time there was a hurricane in California was 1939. Oh, no shit. That's okay. the last time it was. Uh, 1939, California Tropical Storm, also known as 1939 Long Beach Tropical Storm, and El Cordoz... Oh, one second. I'm sorry. Uh-oh. El Cordonazo. That's so uh, much cooler tropical- than Hurricane Hillary. Right? Uh, El Cordonazo was a tropical cyclone that affected Southern California in September 1939. So again, right around August, September, uh, formerly a hurricane. It was the only tropical storm to take landfall in California in the 20th century. Fishermen in the villages along the Mexican coast have named these storms the Lash of St. Francis. Um, the only the other tropical, the Lash, like the whip. Uh, oh, I thought you were saying the last, the last, like Sean Connery would. Oh, <laughs> no, no, not this time. Um, the only other known tropical cyclones to directly affect California at tropical storm intensity or higher was in 1858, which was Damn. the San Diego hurricane. Uh, and that one didn't even make landfall. So Hurricane Hillary of 2023 and only three other eastern Pacific tropical cyclones have produced gale force winds in the continental United States. Uh, the tropical storm caused heavy flooding, leaving many dead, mostly at sea. So that was in, um, let me see here. 39? That was in oh, 18. September. Yeah, that, that was in uh, September um, 19th, and it ended September 25th, 1939. Okay. But, you know, as things progress, <clears throat> we get better, right? So this time we're like, no, no, no. We're not just going to have a hurricane. We're going to have a fucking earthquake in the middle of it because we're Why not? California and yeah, right. Fuck everyone. Buy one, get one free over here. 
Mother Nature's um, like, dude, take it like a Band-Aid. Just rip that shit off. We're just going to give you yeah. a hurricane, earthquake, go for it. Yeah, uh, guys. Right? So it was dubbed the Hurricane on social media. It was a 5.1 earthquake um, in mildly rocked Southern California around the Ojai areas as Tropical Storm Hillary was dumping rain across the region and flooding rivers. A series of aftershocks around 3.0 rattled Los Angeles, Santa Barbara, and Ventura counties. Tyler, mm-hmm. did you feel the earthquake? So I was um, falling asleep on my couch. Okay. It was like around five o'clock, I think. And I was like, I was just, you know, dozing off. And I felt the, I guess I felt the quake, but it was like, you know, Eric, you probably felt this too. When you're dozing off, you kind of, you kind of do that weird, like intense shudder of yourself. Yeah. And you just kind of snap back up. That's what I thought it was. I just thought it was like a little more intense. And I was like, oh, all right, whatever. Then I heard the uh, really <laughs> annoying uh, old lady that lives down and diagonally from me just uh-huh. starts screaming out the door, an earthquake, an earthquake, we got to get out, we got to get out, oh, the earthquake. And then she just stopped after 30 <laughs> seconds. I was like, oh, okay, it was an earthquake. Hot damn, we're dead. Yeah, well, back to sleep I go. <laughs> <laughs> did you feel it? Were you, uh, like, did it startle you at all? So I, we went to Seal Beach. It was uh, Isla's birthday on the 18th. So we went to Seal Beach and we were there Friday, Saturday, and then we returned Sunday. Um, we had reservations until Monday, but I'm like, you know what? It's starting to rain. I don't know how our apartment's going to do because we sometimes do get flooded. As you all know, I've been flooded yeah. three times already. So I'm like, you know what? Let's go home the day early. Let's go home Sunday. That way we have... Uh, you know, a while to recoup before we need to go back to work. We'll have a day off together. It'll be Monday. We'll hang out at home. It's it's going to be nice. Um, we drove home and I was just exhausted. It started raining very heavy on our drive home. So when I got mm-hmm. home, I was like, this is perfect nap weather. Yeah. You know, it's, it's pouring outside. It was really nice. I took a nap. I woke up. There was just a shit ton of um, <laughs> hurricane texts. And I'm like, what? My mom's oh. like, did you guys feel it? <laughs> what? Like, I, I didn't even feel I slept right through it. Wow. Good for you. So you needed it. This one that. Yeah, I definitely needed it. So this one was Hurricane Hillary uh, from August 16th through August 21st. Uh, numerous flash flood warnings were issued across Southern California, including Los Angeles. Roads were flooded um, across Death Valley National Park, portions of Interstate 8, Interstate 10, Interstate 15, uh california route 14 and the pacific coast highway were closed due to flooding and rock slides yeah flood water entered eisenhower medical center but did not impact operations there um vehicles were inundated in palm springs and coachella valley palm springs declared a state of emergency uh pixar pier was temporarily evacuated there was warning sirens there um a tornado warning was issued sorry get the fuck out of here seriously we went into tornado warning yeah, tornado warning was issued in uh, for Alpine and Descanso. Uh, water rescues occurred across San Diego. Nine one one actually went down in Palm Springs. It actually went down. Well, wasn't in Palm Springs? Yeah, Palm, wasn't Palm Springs cut off? Like, weren't weren't the main roads like fucked? Yeah, it, it got fucked. So Palm Springs, Cathedral City, and Indio all got just they just didn't exist anymore in California like they could not reach the 911 um the mayor started asking people to text 911 which was a, a clusterfuck i didn't know you could do that yeah i didn't know you could do that either at least a thousand flights were canceled and 3700 were delayed more than 5000 customers were left without electricity according to the Los Angeles Department of Water and Power so that was the update that i have that was hurricane hillary tyler did it affect you in any way i mean did you feel it did it change your life 
I know a lot of people, you know, of course, you know, you know, respect to the people in Palm Springs, you know, they went through some shit, India, of course. Yeah. But I mean, honestly, in our neck of the woods, like it was really a normal rainy day. I mean, there were no, there was, exactly. I don't know if you got wind, I didn't get any wind whatsoever. Um, it was like you said, it was like a rainy day and it was perfect napping weather. It was like all day <laughs> windows were open, just letting yep. the breeze, listening to the rain. It was on this end. It was actually quite pleasant. Not going to lie. Uh, I, and I feel guilty for saying it for the exact same reasons. There were four fatalities connected to this hurricane. Um, but the hype, I don't know if it's a good thing that they overhyped it and everyone was overprepared yeah. or if they overhyped it because it's a hurricane in California. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, I don't know why they did, but they did. Um, you know what it reminded me of? What's that? Carmageddon. One I knew and, you were going to say it. One and two. I knew you were going to say it. So Carmageddon was a thing in LA. Huge media coverage about this for at least a couple months. Yep. Uh, what this was, was one of the most biggest and most notorious freeways in Southern California is the 405. Uh, specifically, when you go through the hills and into Culver City, Santa Monica, L towards LAX, all that. They were widening the lanes, which means pretty much the freeway is going to shut down. That's a main artery in and out of, it, not necessarily, but LA County. Yeah. Uh, and so media coverage forever warning people. Just so you know, this freeway is going to be shut down. Do uh, Try your best not to go out. We're expecting major just traffic, people waiting for hours, both sides. It's going to be insane. Please, we're begging you, please no. Right up until the fucking day. And I remember yep. both days of this happening, the coverage. They're fucking every freeway entrance, every lane on the freeway, everything empty. That people were in their homes more than during lockdown. It yep. was crazy fucking hilarious how yeah. overhyped it was. Um, yeah, this, it I think, had better intentions. But yes, this was a little overhyped for a lot of areas. Eric, you probably yeah. got a warning for your specific area. Uh, like I, I a, did. A, I did. A weather warning. I, I was getting the weather warnings all day on the phone. It was super, super annoying. I'm like, man, mm -hmm. it's raining outside and it's not even the worst rain I've seen. Like, yeah, this is this is overkill to, to the 11th degree. This is crazy. Um, but I mean, I, it's 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 just funny to see how it played out. And you know what? Lucky for us that it was like that. Lucky for us that we're sitting here after the fact and saying, hey, it was a rainy day and perfect nap weather. But yeah, yeah. Well, some well, places did wood. get yeah. some flooding. Yeah. yeah. Knock on wood. Some yeah. places did get flooding. Four fatalities did occur as a result of it, but it could have been so much worse. They were prepping us for so much worse, and and it went the way it did. Something I did want to talk about. A lot of you listening are, you know, all over the U.S., all over the the world. When there's panic, and people go to the store and start hoarding, Tyler, I'm sure you saw this. To hmm. me personally, because I'm I'm that mind. You all know me already. I'm that mind that I just see humor and everything. It's yeah. so funny to see what's left behind when people do a hoard. Oh, good observation. So, yeah. Good observation. And 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 I, I wonder if I'm the only person that thinks like that. But I looked and the Trader Joe's in my area got wiped out. The, the Target in my area got wiped out. 
and people are buying bread and they're buying perishables and they're buying, you know, again, with a fucking toilet paper, they're buying it. Um, it was hilarious because I got a, I got a picture and I'm going to post this picture up. Our friend Robert sends me a picture and he's like, my Trader Joe's got wiped out. And he sends me a picture of the bread aisle completely barren. Okay. Completely empty. Okay. The whole shelf of, of white bread is completely full. I'm like, <laughs> that's I'm California like, right there. That's California right there. I'm like, imagine the mentality, <laughs> the panic in the store. Everyone's like, just grab what you can. Just grab what you can. We don't know when the next time we're going to get, you know, supplies is ew, white bread. Just grab everything else. Leave the white bread. Oh. Everything was stacked, Tyler. It was complete. It looked like it was completely untouched. Like the white bread looks like someone just, it's perfect. I will take, I will send the picture. I will post it up with this. You all see what I'm talking about. It's hilarious what people leave behind in the hoard. You think in the Midwest, if something like that, like if tornado warning comes out, all the white bread is gone, but the wheat bread is still there? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Here, the the first thing to go was the avocado. I guarantee you. <laughs> exactly. You know you know what? That's We we said we're going to do it, and, and this is what we're going to do. I'm posting up this as a question. Team TNA want to know. I'm going to post this up. Team TNA want to know. If there's a horde in your local area, what's the first thing to go? That's such a good question. That's our question. Team TNA, we want to know, what's the first thing that everyone in your area is going to grab from the grocery store, from whatever market it is? What's the first thing everyone's going to grab? I think we have to say besides toilet paper, because that's besides to toilet the, the biggest, obvious. Like, do, does everybody just have one roll in their house at a time? I don't know. I don't know. And And again, shout out to the bidet. I fucking, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't think in the last five years... In the last five years, Tyler, I don't think I myself have yeah. used an entire roll of toilet paper. Damn, dude. Here and there, I'll use, a, you know, two squares, whatever it may be. But there's nothing like the bidet and then hitting it with a wet wipe. Nothing. I will <laughs> oh, okay, never so be in the do... store fighting you people. I will so never you... fight you people for toilet paper. You could have it. So you do wipe a little bit, but just with a wet wipe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So you let the bidet do its magic, and then, yeah. you know, you kind of, like, move your butt up and down. And then in the end, you, you give it a good wipe with the with a wet wipe, you're you're done. Okay. So there's still work so, to be done. There's still work to be done, but you're you're really, like, you're not cleaning the mess, like, at all. Dude, you've been selling like, this for years now. I've been selling this for years. If anyone has got a bidet because of Team TNA, let us know. Let us know. <laughs> You'll get 10% off something. Yeah, yeah, ten percent, ten percent off <laughs> Team TNA branded uh, bidets. <laughs> oh, that's our first merch. All right, it should be. Tyler, imagine there's a picture of your face, like right where the water jets out, and it looks like you're spitting into people's ass. <gasps> we need to make this a thing. We need a Kickstarter. Need to this this a shit. Yeah, yeah, Kickstarter. For, yeah, yeah. I like this. This is how the ball rolls, man. This is how the ball rolls. <laughs> the bidets. Imagine, like, in a hundred years, someone Wikipedia's Team TNA. It was, like, originally a podcast, but then they made their fortune in bidets. <laughs> yeah, if 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 anyone gets a bidet, we will change our name to Team TN Bidet for a week. That's awesome. That's, that's what it's called. <laughs> Team TN Bidet. <laughs> <laughs> you I know, Spirit Airlines started as a trucking company. There's no reason why we can't become a bidet company. Did it really? Yeah, I looked that up today because there was an issue with Spirit Airlines again. Of course, there's an issue with Spirit Airlines. I have another fun one. Um, CarMax was developed by the CFO of Circuit City. <gasps> oh, RIP. There you go. 
there you go yeah rest in peace to circuit city honestly like that that was a loss tyler that they always had it over on best buy they always did they really did man and that was one of those things where i completely bet on the wrong horse i'm like yes. city will make it best buy is going to hell yeah here we are all these years later <laughs> best buy is open as can be and circuit city are all korean churches now and i think <laughs> That is true. A lot of them did become that. They still have like that fucking half square on the front. Yeah, they kept the red tile square and they're all Korean churches. I don't know, like they have a monopoly for like Circuit City locations the way Spirit does on Bed Bath and Beyond. I, I guess it's, you know, it's stylish out front, huge space inside. I, I guess. Yeah. Why not? Sure. But but you know what? I think Best Buy won that war because they had the Geek Squad. Because really? I knew a lot of older people that called the geek squad which i was like i don't understand why you're paying these people to fucking turn on your computer but but, <laughs> but circuit city didn't have that and i think that's the reason why yeah because that, i mean good... customer service wise circuit city was better but pretty much they had the same fucking products they did and circuit city was cheaper too which oh, they were which cheaper they were always cheaper always brand new movies at circuit city were 13.99 and at best buy they were 17.99 always mm always the the catch would be you'd go to best buy and they would match it but I if i don't want to you know go and ask for favors and shit i would walk into circuit city and walk out with the movie right all right so, rest in peace to, yeah really man pour, pour one out tyler pour one out for circuit city man yeah, right on the carpet <laughs> let's talk about gone in 60 seconds tyler sent me a text he's like i know a movie we have to talk about this it's gone in 60 seconds um I wanted to see Tyler. It said 1974. Is that right? Yes, sir. Almost I 50 thought it was 72. Years. Okay. So there was the 1974 one. I told Tyler, I'm like, I really want to see it. He's like, you should just know it has, it's not the 2001 that you know. And I'm like, At okay, the first, cool. I know Eric's sensibilities quite well. He doesn't like bullshit. Um, yeah. The first half of this movie is very improvised. It's done by a non filmmaker. And I told Eric, just, you know, keep that in mind. This is all set up until you get to the beautiful fucking second half. So unfortunately, I didn't get to see it. Um, I and and twist the fate. <laughs> I, I watch <laughs> my dumbass watched the year two thousand one with <laughs> Nick Cage because we were talking about him in the last episode, and I'm like, oh man, I really like that movie. And of course, Tyler went and watched the nineteen seventy four one. So here we are, somewhere in the middle. <laughs> we can each. We could do the dual movie obscura yet again, but we're, we're both coming in in different ways, different directions here. Perfect, perfect. But I have something for you that I didn't tell you. Uh -huh. and I have something for the audience because you all deserve it. Okay. Tyler, I have a fan theory. <gasps> I have a fan theory. Your own fan theory. I have my own fan theory. Okay. About the 2000, um, the 2000 Gone in 60 Seconds. Okay. Okay. I know you're in front of a computer. Can you Google Tom York? T-H-O-M space Y-O-R-K-E. Yeah. For everyone that's curious, that is the lead singer of Radiohead. Okay. I think that Tom York is becoming Jerry Bruckheimer. Because if you Google <laughs> image... <laughs> if, you, if you Google image Jerry Bruckheimer... <laughs> they do look similar. <laughs> they're the same fucking thing like it's the same person and like that's a very distinct look like they both are kind of kind of possum faced like i don't know how to say it nicely it's yep. a very distinct look bruckheimer has a nicer smile 
but yeah, he they're does. pretty much yeah, they're they're pretty like much a little ratty. Insane. You see what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. They have like the like beady little eyes and shit. Yes, yes, like the point nose. You know, yeah. Like, yeah, so yeah. that is my fan theory. I think that Tom York from Radiohead is becoming Jerry Bruckheimer, who directed <laughs> the 2000, <laughs> 2000 uh, Gone in 60 Seconds. Jerry Bruckheimer. That's so fun. Did you look up Jerry Bruckheimer after this or while you were watching the movie? Like, how did yeah. you come to this? <laughs> that's how, and, it, and it's one of those things where, that's another one of those things that, that I'm like, am I the only person that does this shit? But I know I'm not because I know you do it. Mm-hmm. Do you ever look people up and you're like, this person looks like that person? Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. So when, when I got him, I was like, who the hell does this look like? Who the hell does this look like? And then I'm thinking about it, thinking about it. I'm like, he's Tom York from Radiohead. <laughs> and then I pulled it up on my phone and on the laptop, had them side by side. I'm like, this is, he's becoming him. Like they're oh, Pokemon so and he's his evolution. It is. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh. Well, I'm on board. I believe it. There we go. So that is that is Team TNA's official <laughs> fan theory on Gone in 60 Seconds, the year 2000. Um, I have the plot of both of these. If you want to talk about them, I can give the plot and you can tell us all about the 1974. Sure. So 1974, Gone in 60 Seconds. Um, Main Drain Pace is a respectable insurance investigator who runs an automobile chop shop in Long Beach, California. He is also the leader of a professional car thief, uh, car theft ring that steals and resells stolen cars, disting- disguising them using vehicle identification numbers, or VIN numbers as we call them, engines, parts, and details, such as parking decals and bumper stickers, sourced from legitimately purchased uh, wrecks. As an insurance industry insider, Pace has one small idiosyncrasy. All vehicles stolen must be insured. Pace meets a South American drug lord who offers him $200,000 up front with an additional $200,000 upon completion of delivery in exchange for the theft of th- 48 specific vehicles to be delivered to the Long Beach docks within five days. Sound about right? You got it down. There's the first half. That's the first half? Yeah. So what what's the deal with this movie, Tyler? What's going on with this movie? So this this is like uh, there was a lot of car movies in the 1970s right at this time. Uh, Roger mm-hmm. Corman was like kind of the big one to go into this. Like the 70s for Roger Corman was like car chase movies or women in prison movies. Either one. Okay. Um, so this came at the same time as like Eat My Dust, Grand Theft Auto. No, it doesn't have anything to do with the video game. Uh, white, uh, uh, white, not white lightning, vanishing point, uh, and then this, it was like these, it was like a little industry of car movies. Um, it was made by H.B. Hallecky, who was a, uh, toy and car collector. He was also kind of a stunt man, dipped his toe in there, but knew a lot of somewhat Hollywood people, um, and decided to make a movie, uh, with shit that he loved, mostly cars. He bought a ton of police cars, fire trucks, uh, some kind of like city government vehicles at auction for $200 a piece. Um, he also had a gigantic civilian car collection and um, kind of got on the good graces of officials from L.A. through Torrance and was able to shoot what would become a 40 plus minute car chase which is the entire second half of the film 
which oh, is, wow. in my opinion, it might be the greatest car chase of all time because it's so fucking real. Um, there, everyone pretty much that you see on sidewalks is a real person. They just kind of, even though they got on the good graces of officials, they kind of just showed up and started shooting. A lot of the police <laughs> officers you see are are real. Um, some of them are fake. Ones that uh, police police officers that are interacting with the quote unquote actors in the film are other actors. But everyone was kind of on board with this. Long Beach uh, mayor made an appearance in the movie and. It's really just insane. Uh, it says here 90, how many cars? Uh, something, 90 something cars that are wrecked in 40 minutes. So that's two Jeez. plus cars per minute. Yeah. Um, it, it's just, it's so much. You just have to get through that first half, but the second <laughs> half is so worth it. It's so much fun. And it looks like you're kind of watching a real car chase shot by a string of amateur photographers. It's pretty incredible. It's like a, a non-viral, viral clip. It, it's pretty fucking cool. That's so cool, man. That's so awesome. Um, just, just random Team TNA luck. When we started recording this episode, I apologize to Tyler and I went and closed the window in the living room where I'm recording right now. Um, there's helicopters outside my house. <laughs> yeah. Somewhere, somewhere in my area, there is a car chase right now. With Today, an August, August 23rd. It is 4.40 PM uh, Pacific time. You could check that out. If you don't believe us, there's a car chase happening right now, right in my area as we're talking about this. So things Hell like yeah. this keep happening to us, man. <laughs> Eric's got an on the scene report. Yeah. I'm, I'm here live. I'm here live. So I, you know, I've heard about that car chase before. I've heard about that in in um, just just in 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 passing. That's so cool, man! That they were able to film something like that. It's forty minutes of a car chase, and is it is it evasive driving? Is it like cool? Like is it? No, is it is it very choreographed? It's very well, yes, to a point. I mean, it's choreographed, but also you need uh, they needed to realize also they're kind of just shooting with non-closed off areas so safety i mean safety is such a factor on action films today i mean i know it was the 70s but i mean you're still putting civilian life in major jeopardy by doing this and they did it um but he made sure to really employ either stunt drivers or people like himself even though he kind of was a stunt driver that really knew what they were doing. Like his full focus and money went into making the car chase rather than the rest of the, the rest of the film. That's was his full attention. Um, he did get injured on the set. Um, and just to, just to drive this point home, uh, he was hurt in a, in an awful accident while shooting. He was one of the drivers. Um, and when he woke up in the hospital, the first thing he asked to his cameraman was, did we get all the shots? Nice. So that's where his head was in this. So that's nice. That's kind of why the car chase is very special is that it really was a labor of love and true passion. And I think it really comes through. It's so fucking cool. I, I don't know if it's true, but I, I heard that there's a game that it's basically driving from california to las vegas and it's the entirety of of the drive so it's like about four hours are you i don't know if it's true or not but but i i remember hearing something like that 
Is it, I, I, do you know if it's just like kind of like a calming game where you're driving nice or is it like, are you evading the cops to try to get across state lines? <laughs> I, you know what? I'm going to do, I'm going to dig and I'm going to find out the answer for that. Okay. I'm going to dig and find out the answer for that. So was that cast as stacked as this cast is? Like, no. was that like a big, big production? Was that like a, 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 a no, uh, how do I say it? Like, was that movie a hit? The movie was a giant hit. Um, okay. What does it say here? It says, actually, I'm glad you brought that up. It says that it was made on a budget of $150,000 and it made okay. a total of $40 million. That's the kind of return you want. That is the kind of return you want. Yeah. That's, um, that's awesome. No, the cast was not stacked. It was cast mostly of friends and family of his. Um, mm-hmm. The one person that makes an appearance, which is interesting, is Hoyt Axton. Who, uh, let me, let me see where, what role did he play? Uh, where the fuck is, or did I get the wrong movie? Shit. <laughs> I may have gotten the wrong one. Um, <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. No, that it was not a stack cast at all. This was no names. And this was specifically done so he could save money because to him, again, all that was important was the stunt driving. That's where his focus was. That's where he knew you know, uh, people would leave the theater going, holy shit, did you leave that? Did you see that car chase rather than, man, the performances were amazing. So it was a cost-saving thing. That's such a stretch, man, because that's that's well, a commitment, a man. When you're well, it's it's, it's a risk, a risk, yeah. You're watching a movie and you're like, let's make 40 minutes of this straight up yeah. a car chase. Yeah. And that not could really have been a, a flop, man. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, it could have been, it could be in a... You know, in a five dollar bin at Walmart, packaged with forty other movies from Mill Creek. You know, it could have just been, <laughs> could be nothing. But no, it's a it's a cult classic to this day, and actually, it's one of the movies that influenced Tarantino uh, for really? uh, Death Proof. That and Vanishing Point are the two big ones, and it's mentioned in that movie as well. That's that's amazing, man. That's really really amazing. I have to see it. I have to see. Is this streaming anywhere? That's a good. That's a good question. I. Of, of course i'll I'm find that in physical I'll media here <laughs> you pulled out the vhs tape and watched it live exactly um so i did see the 2001 i i'm sure many of you saw the 2001 this was nick cage in his fucking peak i think of popularity when he could yeah. do no wrong um this is a childhood classic i think for us for our this for was our a, generation yeah it was it was fucking wild man um tyler i recently saw the flash movie did you see it yeah. The new one? Uh-huh. Okay, was it my eyes playing tricks on me, or did they have a cut scene for a minute where Nick Cage was Superman? <laughs> I swear First to God, all, dude. I swear spoiler. to God. Yes. Um, yes, there, there is a reason. There, I mean, it's a giant reason. That is a huge fan service thing that they did. Eric, you, re- okay. you really don't know why he was there. This is so exciting. I Do you? Yeah, of, of course, course I do. do. Of course you fucking do, Tyler, you bastard. Tyler, oh man, can you tell us? Oh, I would love to. I'm so happy you asked. Uh, yes. So <laughs> in 1997, Kevin Smith was uh, approached by Warner Brothers for some script writing duties. One of them was a new Superman script. He said, fucking A, yes. So he started doing it, wrote the script. Uh, eventually it made its way to Tim Burton. Tim Burton said, fine, I'll do it. I want my own writers though. I don't want Kevin Smith's script. Uh, so he 
they took basically Kevin Smith's mold and had it rewritten. Tim Burton cast uh, Nicolas Cage. And there are, Eric, I want you to go on to your Google right now as I'm telling you this. Type in Nicolas Cage, Superman 1998, and go to images. Um, so he was cast, and there were screen or costume tests that were recorded on VHS. And that, Eric, is the image that you see in the flash. Oh my god. It is yes. a, it is pure fan service. It is a very well-known story. And Eric, it is my favorite showbiz story of all time that Kevin Smith Kevin Smith tells on his An Evening with Kevin Smith. It is a half hour long story with about him and producer John Peters, who was the producer on the film. It is fucking incredible storytelling from him about oh, what man. this was. Can you There's, give us a minute version of it? I, yes, I will. There's also a full length okay. documentary about this movie that was never made. That is also very good. Has interviews with Smith, Tim Burton, John Peters as everybody. Um, and I think it's called whatever happened to Superman lives. Um, so okay. anyway, the short version is Kevin Smith gets the job, has to go to John Peters's house. John Peters is very eccentric, wants to go all the specifics. Um, and John Peters is basically telling Kevin Smith, I don't want to see Superman in the suit. I don't want to see him fly. And I want to see him fight polar bears. <laughs> and Superman's like, why? And John Peters is basically like, well, because if you know anything about polar bears, they're the fiercest animal in the animal kingdom. And Kevin uh -huh. Smith's like, fine, fucking whatever. I'll just write it in the Fortress of Solitude. Who cares? So then finally, you know, he delivers the draft. And then John Peters is like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't want the polar bears. I want a big grand moment where some doors open up. And here's like the big, like, not the boss, but like the big kind of thing Superman has to fight. And it's a giant spider. And Kevin Smith is like, why? And John Peters is like, well, if you know anything about spiders, they're the fiercest insect in the insect kingdom. <laughs> and so Kevin Smith's like, what? What? And so finally, you know, he tells Warner Brothers, I can't do this. It's about he's going on about the spider. And Warner Brothers is like, yeah, we hear all the time about this fucking spider. It's nothing new. And so finally, he leaves the project. Then the next year or no, the two years later in 1999, and I'm going to try and quote Kevin Smith on this june okay. in summer of 1999 he goes to watch a film called the wild wild west that was produced by john peters oh my god oh my god at some point in two-thirds into the film a giant fucking spider shows up god in the film. Damn it. <laughs> steampunk fucking it's spider it's the greatest fucking little cap on that story oh it's my god so fucking funny Oh, and he tells it so wonderfully. But anyway, that's why <laughs> Nick Cage is in The Flash as Superman. Uh, please continue. I, I don't even <laughs> want to go after that, dude. Like, I don't even... That's, a, that's insane. How the hell am I supposed to continue from that? How you just killed me. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, my God. Team, this is this is the kind of tangents you only get in Team TNA. This is, <laughs> I, I don't care what podcast you listen to. You're not going to hear that kind of a fucking story. <laughs> Mr. Media, ladies and gentlemen, and oh, friends. Exhausted. All right. 2000, 
I don't even Tyler, I don't even want to do it. <laughs> go on, keep going. It's a good movie. All right, all right, here we go. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. This was one of my favorites, man. Like I remember buying this and I rem- remember wanting a Shelby Mustang so bad. And then I saw the yeah. price tag and I'm like, never ever. Yeah, um this was in the year two thousand. Uh car thief Kip Reigns works with his gang to steal fifty high end cars for Raymond Kelly a British gangster in Long Beach, California. After stealing a Porsche 996 from a showroom, Kip unwittingly leads a police chase to his crew's warehouse, forcing the thieves to flee. Detectives Castleback and Drykoff impound the stolen cars and open an investigation. Atlee Jackson, Kalitri's associate, reaches out to Kip's older brother, Randall Memphis Reigns, played by Nick Cage, um, a notorious but reformed car thief. Uh, Memphis meets with Kelly Tree, who has kidnapped Kip and intends to kill him with a car crusher. This was so intense, man, this scene. It was yeah, really, really intense. Uh, Memphis agrees to steal 50 cars within 72 hours, and Kip is released. Kelly Tree warns, if the cars are not delivered in time, Kip will be killed. Um, what I loved about this movie, because I, I didn't know it was a remake. When I saw, Tyler, when you saw this one, did you already know that there, that it was a remake? Not at all. It's too young. You were too young. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I remember when I saw this one, I, I didn't know it was a remake. And I thought it was such a cool thing where it's the younger brother and his like kind of crew need now to be saved by the older brother and his retired crew. Mm-hmm. And it was it was so it, – it's just the plot was so good. Yeah. And they're going to steal all these. And I was like obsessed with cars and I was like – they named each one of the cars, and that Mustang was called Shell, uh, uh, Lenore, right? Eleanor, 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 and it was so fucking cool. It's it's so well done. It's stacked. The cast is stacked, and it's one of the things I quote all the time unintentionally. Um, someone they approach says, "There's three things you never mess with. It's Mother Nature, Mother in Laws, and Mother F in Russians." <laughs> And I say that all the time. Like, it's just, it just stuck with me. And that's from that movie. It's, it's, it's really, really, really well done. Holds true to this day. It does. It does. And that's one of those movies also that you can watch it from any moment. And, and it's just, it's just cool. It is. It's very kinetic. It's very well made. Like I once, and again, once they get into that car chase too, in the third act, I mean, it's really well fucking done. Really, really well put together. And the cast really heightens it. I mean, it is yeah. such a great cast. And seeing Angelina Jolie like that, like as a blonde, like when I was a kid, I was like, man, this is, she's stunning. She, she was, yeah. was crazy. She, and, and it's that's so not even interesting like, how she's kind of aged. Like yeah. She's become kind of skeletal now, which is interesting. She just, she's just very much on the thin side. I think she's like one of those like health nut people. Yeah. And which, she looks healthy whatever, in 60 I mean, seconds yeah 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 but it's it's a great great movie that's mm-hmm. the obscura for this week and i know we teased it last time tyler we really we really should as a service because we said it we really should do um the hell's the name of that movie um come on norm mcdonald what the hell is the name of that movie? dirty work dirty work we really should do dirty work i i think we should i think we should do a double feature of dirty work and screwed if you're down for oh that. oh i am down for that and i promise to watch both of them so the spiritual <laughs> sequel one of the next ones will be Dirty Work and Screwed, but we have something special. I'm going to bring it up at the end of the episode for number 150 because it's a 50. Like, it's a big yeah. deal. It only happens once every 50 episodes, right? I guess so. Good point. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
the next thing that I want to bring up, because we jump around in this thing and we talk about tangents a lot and things like that, Tyler sends me, uh, let me let me get the name for you all. It's from BuzzFeed. He sends me, <laughs> um, where is it? Create a product and we'll make a photo of it for you to for you to pitch in this Shark Tank simulator. Mm-hmm. So it's BuzzFeed simulator. Uh, Tyler's like, I really want to do this on the on the episode. I think it's going to be great or hilarious or we'll see what happens. So basically you plug in your name. You plug in a random idea that you have. How much you want them to invest. Um, what else is there, Tyler? How much you want them to invest. And then what their uh, opinions are. Yeah. The individual so click, sharkers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you click who your favorite uh, shark is. You click who your favorite shark is. Then you hit yeah. generate. Mm-hmm. And then it makes this like BS image of whatever you kind of say it is. It kind of worked. I'll, I'll get into that in a minute. And then it has what each shark would do. And then either you're successful or not. I mean, it, it goes like that. Yeah. Um, t- Tyler, what, what, what brought this? How did this get on your radar? I was bored today and I went on to BuzzFeed AI quizzes <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's a cool one. It's not romantic. It's not a, like a date because they're always like find your soulmate, you know, choose the best food you want on vacation. This one was actually yeah. kind of fun. This one stood out. I'm like, okay, yeah, let's try. Okay. What um, do you got? So, do you want me to go first? Sure. So I invented the Porta Splashy. Okay. And this goes right along with the theme. Again, coincidental, talking about hurricanes and toilet paper, and now we're back on the bidet. Yep. Tyler, I invented a portable bidet that you can take with you on travels, and all you need is a sink hookup, which every restroom has. So it needs a sink hookup, and there's a foot pump, which sprays the water. Okay. So no electricity needed, no no kind of engineering needed. It It hooks up to the sink. You turn it on. And then you have the foot pump, and that gives it the air to go where it needs to go. Okay. Um, the funding. The funding is the other thing that you write. So I wrote that I want $50,000. Okay. So up first, Mark Cuban. Mark is impressed with the practicality and functionality of the of the Porta Splashy. Recognizing its potential in various settings, he likes the idea enough to invest 50000 for a 15% stake in the company. Nice. Right? Okay. Mark Cochran. Uh, Barbara appreciates the innovation behind the the Porta Splashy, um, the Porta Splashy, and believes it has a strong niche market appeal. She offers forty thousand for a ten percent stake, but advises advises Eric to keep focusing on marketing strategies. Kevin O'Leary, Kevin acknowledges the personal demand for uh, the growing demand for personal hygiene products, but sees the potential. He offers fifty thousand dollars as a royalty deal, taking a two dollar royalty. Per unit sold until he recoups his seventy-five thousand. Okay. Um, and then finally, Lori. Lori recognizes the practicality and rele- relevance of the Porta Splashy and can envision it becoming a necessity for travelers. She offers wow. seventy-five thousand for a twenty percent stake with intentions to expand distribution through her existing network. Dude, that's so um, her. She always goes in for the for the products. It's never the business. Yeah. It's the product. She no. always does that. Shit. Yes she's the qvc queen she is the qvc queen yeah she's Definitely. the qvc queen. anyone that doesn't know qvc is uh i don't know what the hell it stands for do you know what it stands for uh, it's the fucking home shopping network 
it's the home shot, but that's HSN. <laughs> so, it's, it's the same deal. I don't know. It's what, the same what could deal. It be? So basically, what, how many words have Q in it? As it's I have with? no idea. I have no idea. Right? It's I, I don't know what QVC stands for. Well, I'll have an answer for you guys momentarily. But um, basically, she takes and pitches products online uh, on the QVC network. So she's like, "Hey, this is the Team TNA bidet. They're the Team TN bidet." And she'll make a, <laughs> a, a selling it like live with me and Tyler there, and we're all talking about it. And they show how many units were sold as it goes. That's that's basically her her deal. But she's very very successful. Yeah, she's insanely she's, she's successful. The, yeah, she's the QVC queen. I might if if these were my options, I might go in with her on that or with Kevin O'Leary on that. Who is your favorite? Mark Cuban is my favorite. Mark Cuban. QVC Mark stands Cuban's for quality, value, convenience. Quality value community. Okay. All right. Yeah. And what does CVS stand for? What? <laughs> uh, what does CVS stand for? That's a good fight. God, dude, you're throwing these. CVS abbre- <laughs> abbreviation. What is that? That Consumer value stores. These are a little similar here. These are. I'm, 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 I'm smelling infringement, Tyler. I'm smelling infringement. I'm smelling so, random words. Yeah. So Mark Cuban is is my favorite of the sharks because he's a self-made billionaire with a B. Yeah. This guy came out of the fucking trash can. Like this guy was broke as can be and is a billionaire. You want to talk about everyone on the panel being successful? Awesome. 100% right. This man is a billionaire. He's yep. worth what the other four are worth on the panel and he did it himself. I, doesn't he own like a sports team or two? Dallas Mavericks. I don't know if he owns right. another one, but he he's very very generous with his money with his mm-hmm. time with his knowledge he's a cool guy like he's, he's very a smart. cool guy yeah he's, he's very, very smart mm-hmm. um tyler the stage is yours the shark tank is open they smell blood what do you have for us well mine is called the room disperser and this is okay. for events and this is a machine that releases a foul smelling gas that causes people to come nauseous and leave the room immediately also, there's ideas for home use. Uh, <laughs> the amount of funding I would like is $250,000, mostly for R&D. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the shark people, uh, Kevin O'Leary, says here, Kevin is intrigued by the potential market for the room disperser, but questions its ethical implications. He decides not <laughs> to invest. I'm out. Lori Grainer, my girl, the favorite of mine. Lori is appalled by the nature of the product, finding it <laughs> offensive and disruptive, and chooses not to invest. I'm out. Mark, yeah, Mark Cuban. Mark dislikes the negative impact the room disperser uh, could have on people's experiences and believes there are more ethical ventures to invest in, therefore declining to invest. I'm out. D- I'm out. Damon John. Damon appreciates the creativity in the room dispersers concept, but expresses concerns about potential legal issues and health risks associated with the product, leading him to decline investing as well. Eric, you made out <laughs> like a bandit. <laughs> you know, you know what though? You know what the difference is between my episode and Tyler's episode would be? His would be seen many, 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 many times. And mine would be, oh, that's nice for him. But Tyler's would be noteworthy and fucking standalone and he would be the guy that made that thing and fucking angry on the on the the exit interview (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, right. As you're leaving Tyler for interview, um, so how how do you feel it went in there? What do you think you could have done differently? Just ripping the mic off. <laughs> Where the hell's the exit? Where the hell's the exit? Yes. Yeah. I just imagine Tyler like giving a, a a rant. You know, sometimes they argue, and it's my favorite fucking thing. You guys are missing massive potential, and you don't know what you're missing out on. And you will hear me again, and you never do. You never do. <laughs> Baba Kokorin um, is now my favorite because she's not here tonight. Yeah, right? Yeah, she would have said yes. You guys are morons. Um, <laughs> was a fun, that was actually, you know what? That was a fun quiz. I think that might have been like the funnest it. of the bunch so far. Uh, Tyler, at, anytime you're bored, go ahead and shoot me a text, Tyler. Okay. I want to see what's in front of you. Anytime you're bored, <laughs> screenshot. I want to see what's right in front of you when you're bored. I want to talk about... This has been a long, long time coming. We've been teasing this forever. I want to talk about our Team TNA Silent Library episode that's coming up. Episode 150, we promised something special. We've been teasing this forever. Um, We are going to have our episode with Smugs Bunny and Ashley Lana. Uh, Tyler, what what are you looking for in this episode? What do you think is going to happen in this episode? I know Eric's not going to be able to keep his cool. I know that. I know he's going to break immediately. Okay. Um, but I'm hoping for some good stuff. I'm a little nervous what Smugs is going to bring. Uh, okay. He is kind of like the. I mean, Ashley is. Too, I mean, Ashley is way up there as well. So I don't know what the fuck she's going to bring too. I don't know. I'm nervous about what those two are going to bring. The the thing with this episode, and I hate to toot our own horns, but you all. I mean, you've been around for 149 episodes, so you guys know what the deal is. This is four fucking. This is four aces in a deck right here. Mm. Tyler, Ashley, Smugs, I think I'm cool. The four of us, Absolutely. like, there's gonna be some funny shit here. There's gonna be some funny shit here. Um, yeah. What I don't know if we did or didn't reveal yet, when we record, it's gonna be video recording, which we've never done. I've never, I don't know what Tyler looks like when he records. Tyler, do you wear headphones? I don't wear pants. You don't, that's fine. That's fine. That makes two of us. So no. it's gonna be the four of us looking at each other. And and trying to say these things. So I'm gonna do a deer blank. Yeah. And look the person right in the fucking eyes when I do it. And I don't know how I'm gonna respond and I don't know how they're gonna respond. I assume I'm gonna choke up. Yeah. Um but we'll see. You're we'll gonna see. look them and right in the eyes? I'm gonna look them right in the eyes when I do it. Do you want them to see you looking right in the eyes? I assume they're gonna be looking right back at me. So you need to look right into the lens. So you need like a teleprompter situation. So you can look into yeah. the camera and see their face at the same time. I, I'll, I'll glue note cards to the, to the oh, wall behind man. me. I don't have that kind of technology, Tyler. See, Eric is so like fucking bougie. He needs a whole professional setup to do this. He needs like a whole teleprompter, whole new camera <laughs> system. My God. Yeah, can you get me a projector? Fuck. Um, nice old backdrop. So I've been studying. I've been creating... Um, I've been creating games for this episode. Um, there's going to be the voting game, like who's most likely to do A and B and C. Those are always a bunch of fun. Um, I have, Tyler, I don't know how much to give away. I mean, but by the time this goes up, we will have already recorded that. So I'm not giving away anything, you know, that, I, no spoiler alerts here. I mean, people are already going to know. Mm. I have games, like one of them is the imitation game. And it's going to be a random actor like Sean Connery. And you're going to have to sing like a a verse of my way as Sean Connery. Oh boy. 
So I don't know who, you know, we're going to draw cards and see who's going to get that one or whichever other one. Tyler, how do you think you would do on that? As Sean Connery singing that? Probably pretty well. As, okay, but do you think you can, do you think you can do it without laughing? Mm, but that's the test though. Like how long do we have there to it sing is. though? There, just a verse, just a verse, like a in, verse. enough where it's not three words. Like just say, you know, I'll give you a sentence, a sentence of the song. Mm, okay. You know, it's hard to tell, but that's the beauty of it keeps you in suspense that's so those are the kinds of games i have i have all can of you us make, and each can you i'm sorry can you make smugs sing wop but in al pacino's voice with the raspy <laughs> voice i'm writing that down hold on i'm writing that fucking down yeah uh, WAP as al pacino yeah oh yeah oh yeah um, <laughs> I, I just wrote that down um yeah, spoiler alert. You just all found out how, how Smugs <laughs> had to sing WAP as Al Pacino. <laughs> Absolutely, that is happening. But those are the kinds of things. And Tyler, are you going to be able to keep a straight fucking face if Smugs is singing WAP as Al Pacino? That's the question. Who knows? That's the, that's the question. And I have a question for you, Tyler. Did you hear the helicopter just go by my house? I did not. Your microphone is so fucking great. It just picked up your the dulcet tones of your voice. All right. So, no, I just wanted to prove a point because earlier we were talking about there's a police chase going on in my area. It's still going on. I can hear the helicopters. They're somewhere around my house. Oh my God, so hasn't he passed that's one yet? of the games. I, I don't know, man. It's not even that big of an area here. I don't know where the hell he's going. Dude, we all he's know the side like, streets. You're telling me you can't evade the cops there? There's so many right? fucking side streets and neighborhoods there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's going to end up like driving through the fucking wall of my house with my luck. Dude, drive um, to the Northridge Mall, go in the parking lot, go in a heavily treed area. You'll get him. Smart. Smart. I like that. Um, the final thing I'll say in this episode, and this is something that I've been, I don't know how I forgot to tell this story. Hashtag Eric Luck number 1005. When we were flying back from New York, and this is fucking after I fell through the security line at TSA in New York. You remember that? Yeah. Oh, Eric. When lady yelled at me, sir, you can't be on this side. You really need to ask, do you remember that? <laughs> yeah you think about that every day don't you dude i get uh, one of my nipples gets so hard when i think about that it's great if you could all go back and listen to a bonus episode eric versus new york um <laughs> there's a story of me standing in line at the tsa and i went to throw a water bottle and i leaned a little too forward and i fell and took a wall down with me like a row of seven or eight panels and i'm embarrassed i'm lying on the floor everyone in line is looking at me and the tsa agent stands up well, I'm on the fucking floor and yells at me, sir, you can't be on this side of the wall. Oh, so good. So it's an so international that, airport. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Thank God it wasn't at JFK. Oh, no, it was at JFK. It was at JFK. <laughs> yeah. Right. Of all fucking. It, it couldn't be Burbank Airport, where it's just me and the TSA lady. Oh, dude, you could fart and blow Burbank over. Yeah. <laughs> If that happened in Burbank, they would have let me in the back and play cards with the TSA agents until my time was on, you know, but Seriously. it was JFK airport. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm still waiting to be on a meme or something like that. There's no way no one has that on camera. There's it's, a, it's just not possible. There's a show that I just got into called um, Airline, which is an English reality show from literally 20 years ago, um, okay. where it goes. It's all about the trials and tribulations of what a small airline has to do with. Um, well, like there her. is an American version. I haven't seen it, but it, it has to do with Southwest. And okay. now I have to watch that and just keep you in mind. Yeah, please. Yeah. 
And if I'm on an episode, let me know. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, if they reboot it, ooh, oh, I have a friend, fuck, man. No offense. I have a. Fr- <laughs> yeah, no offense. So we fly from from New York to Washington D.C. Um, and from Washington D.C., we are coming back to LAX. When we got to Washington D.C., it was about an hour flight. It's not. It's not long from New York to Washington D.C. Um, we're like, okay, we have a little bit of time to kill. Uh, you know, what are we going to do? Okay, let's eat something. You know, we're not going to eat again for six hours, whatever. Uh, let's eat something. There's a place called And Pizza, and it's the And, which is, is it called the Ampersand? Ampersand, yeah. It's that and then pizza, And Pizza. Mm-hmm. So we got an And Pizza, and we're eating it, and I'm shoving it down my fucking throat. Like, I'm pushing it into my face because I didn't know you were allowed to have it on the airplane which come to find out everyone bought it and everyone brought it onto the airplane. I was the only one that got sick. <laughs> oh, um, God. <laughs> of yeah, course. Dude, I fucking, I ate a, I ate a medium pizza in, in four minutes. Like, it was crazy. Oh, shit. Um, That's why you got sick. You ate it too fast. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah, no disrespect to Ant Pizza. They did nothing wrong. It was actually delicious. For, 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 for terminal food, that was great. Uh, honestly, for just regular food, that was a great pizza. What, did you get cheese? Um, th- just cheese? Yeah, just cheese. I got the margarita pizza. It was really okay. nice. So on the box, they have scan this, win uh, a t-shirts, hats, uh, free pizza for a year, whatever it is. So I'm like, okay, cool. Isla scans hers. Sorry, not a winner. I scan mine. Hashtag Eric Luck. Free pizza for a year. Oh, hello. I don't know how I forgot to tell this story. Now, they have... 36 locations in New Jersey, New York, Washington, D.C., and Pennsylvania. Oh, I I live in California. I could see what's going on here. No cash value. Yeah. So that's the fucking story. And in hindsight, I'm like, why the fuck didn't I, you know, give this to a friend that lives in New York? Why didn't I give this to John Noto? Yeah. The problem was I was so fucking mad that I won something that I can't have. And you mm. all know my blood type is pizza. Mm-hmm. That's the story of how I won free pizza for a year and got nothing but an upset stomach. And that is why Eric is going to, for some reason, book a trip to New York with some excuse just so he can get his fucking pizza. You yeah. know that's what's going to happen. <laughs> He's going to come so up December with something. This year. There's some event going on. He has no interest in. He's just focused on getting a free pizza every fucking day that he's there. It's it's not fair, Tyler. It's not fair, man. It's not fucking fair. <laughs> but that's what happened. Well, um, a year's gone by. How much time have you wasted now? I In December, it's up. I never registered or anything. That's It's done. Oh, I don't know why I didn't hand it off to someone. I was just so fucking mad and I felt so bad and I spent half the flight on the toilet and then when I got to LAX, I was on the toilet and then because I used the restroom at LAX, we missed the last bus going out of LAX. Oh, oh the flyway <laughs> and it bus? Was like, yeah, the last flyway bus, we missed it. Fun fact, flyway stops uh, service from 2.30 till 5 a.m. I didn't know Did you know that? that? Not at all. Fun no. fact. For everyone listening, that is your takeaway. We have a takeaway in every episode. Today's takeaway, fly away from LAX, stop service from 2.30 to 5 a.m. so they can clean the buses. Well, that's good to know. They don't put that up anywhere. Right? No. So we go out. And you know what was fun, Tyler? When we got out, we saw it leave. And we're like, okay, every 15 minutes they come. We saw it leave. And we stood there and stood there and stood there. And 
at two thirty, the LAX is dead. Yeah, um, I thought it was. I thought it was twenty four hour plays, but apparently it's dead for a few hours. So at two thirty, it's dead. I'm sweating. I'm you know I shoved a pizza in my mouth and I'm dying. We missed the last bus, and we had to Uber home, which was sixty dollars. That was really nice. Instead of paying seven fifty. Sit, wait a minute a, six, a regular uber was 60 dollars to your your dwelling from 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 lax to my house it was 60 dollars six zero with or without tip uh i, th- I think i gave him five dollars cash wow that's a lot of money for that time holy shit i think it's yeah dude it was they price it was gouge that shit what the fuck let me tell you the guy drove like a hundred miles per hour like First of all, there's no traffic at that time. No. But I was like, he's going to be pulled over at any second. I was like, he's going to be pulled over. Like, I was happy as can be that he was flying because I'm dying to be home already. Yeah. But he was going like, he was going 80, 90, 100 the whole way. Oh, my God. Yep. Wow. So, this was episode, <laughs> this was episode one. <laughs> anyway. We went we went on a trip, Tyler. We went on a trip here. We started at the hurricane and and ended at pizza. We went on a fucking trip here. I think the new thing on Instagram posts is I think we need to start with the subject we started with and show that we're, where we end. I think the A to Z. Yeah. Because that's, yeah, yeah. that's just yeah. there's so much that fucking went on in this episode. Like, how did we get from here to there? I have no idea. This is like true lies, man. Like, it's where does it start and where does it end? It's it's a oh. completely different movie. We need to slap a um, uh, slap effect for Tia Carrera. That's the next sound yeah. effect that's going to be added. Yeah, get a slap, Tyler. Um. <laughs> On episode 150, we are going to have Ashley Lana. We are going to have Smugs Money. We are going to have Mark Margolis. It's going to be wild. <laughs> Absolutely Bing. wild. Tyler, song of the day for... Yeah, right. Song of the day for us, episode 149. What do you have? I fell in love with a song. Again, I know I've said so many songs from this two-man group called Two Way. I fell in love with this fucking song. It's called Battlefields. It's an amazing instrumental song. What do Battlefields. you got? I have a song. I really, really want you to listen to this song, Tyler. It's called The Star Room by Mac Miller. Oh, I know who Mac it's, Miller is. You know who Mac Miller is. The song is called The Star Room. It's it's really, really good. All it's right, really, really good. Um, next time we come on, uh, I hate to do it on episode 150 because that's going to be a joke episode. Um, small teaser right now, I'll tell you, and then I'll follow up on episode 151. I've been fundraising for... Um, a college, the same one that I did the scholarship for. I've been fundraising this month, the month of August. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's going really, really well. There's a lot of things to it. I will I will bring this back up on episode 151. I just wanted to mention it. Um, it it's it's I'm really really proud. I'm really really nice. proud. Good, it's for a good cause. Always. So we will see you back here uh, on episode 150. Get ready for everyone. And uh, yeah, that's it. Brace yourselves. <laughs>